0: Take a seat. Welcome back. How we doing, Salt Company? Good? Yeah, welcome back from the longest spring break of your life. Guys, thanks for coming out to the Salt Company kickoff and worshiping with us. Thanks for jumping through some hoops and registering, wearing masks, social distancing, no TVs. Thanks for coming out and worshiping with us tonight. If we haven't met, my name is Zach Cunningham and I am the Salt Company director here. Uh, I'm 25 years old. I love Jesus and my beautiful wife of two years is in the back. Her name is Mally. Can we all wave and say hi to Mally? She's right there. Yeah, my wife and I met in Texas, if you can't tell because of the accent. Uh, we fell in love in a college ministry, not unlike this, fellas. Anyways, we, we were in Texas and, and quickly hopped on a journey that led us here to Michigan. And one year ago, uh, we moved here to help start the Salt Company here at Michigan State. And, and we love college students. We love Michigan State. Go green. Go stars. Go stars. Yeah, guys, thanks for coming out here Uh, for one year of Salt Company. We have been worshiping Jesus, seeing God do an incredible work here at the Salt Company, Michigan State. Just seeing so many college students put their faith in Jesus, start to follow Jesus, really feel like God has started a movement of college students who love Jesus and want to make Jesus known here at Michigan State. So excited for what God has done in year one, but even more excited looking forward to what he's going to do in year two. And so here's what I want to do uh, tonight for the next 15 minutes or so. I'm not going to go long, uh, but I want to answer uh, three questions that I think are important to you here, driving all the way here to be a part of tonight. Three questions to help connect the dots for someone who might be new to Salt Company. The first question is this, what is the salt company the second question is what do you guys do what does the salt company do and then the third question where are we headed so first what is the salt company who are all these crazy people and then i want to tell you what we usually do and then i want to tell you where we're headed and then i want to spend the rest of my time opening the bible and telling you about the man who changed my life forever sounds good Okay, first, what is the Salt Company? Simply put, the Salt Company is the college ministry of the commons church. And if there's one thing you need to know about the Salt Company, it's this, that we are all about Jesus. That here at the Salt Company, Jesus is the main thing and always will be. He's not the side thing. He is the main thing. He's not the cherry on top. He's the main thing that we talk about here at Salt Company. He's not the side salad. He's the steak. He's not the fried rice. He's the double orange chicken. Jesus is the main thing here and always will be. Okay, We don't mean to oversimplify it, but really, it is that simple. If you come to the salt company or if you come to the commons church, you're going to hear a lot about Jesus because it's his life, his perfect life here on earth, his death on a cross on our behalf, his buried body beginning to breathe and his coming return that sets us free from sin and sets us loose to discover our purpose. If you want to know what we're about here at Salt Company, we're about Jesus. We are Jesus people here. Another important thing you need to know about the Salt Company is that we are the college ministry of the Commons Church. We are not a church, but a college ministry of a church. And the church that we're a part of loves college students. Okay, The Commons Church loves college students. In fact, the Commons Church would not exist if Michigan State did not exist. One year ago, a team moved here to plant this church with a hope of reaching Michigan State for the gospel. We are a church that loves college students. We believe that by reaching the next generation, we can not only win the campus, but win the world. And so if you come to the Commons Church, I promise you will feel loved, you're going to feel encouraged, you're going to feel seen and valued. And so consider yourself officially invited to the Commons Church this Sunday. We are meeting in person in this building right here on Sunday evenings, check it, not Sunday mornings, Sunday evenings at 4.30 p.m. And if you need a ride, we'll give you a ride, but want you to be involved in what God is doing here at the Commons Church. And so that's what Salk Company is then what does the Salt Company do? Like, what do we do as part of the Salt Company? Well, there's two things primarily that we do here at Salt Company. The first is this, we gather as a group, as a large body of the Salt Company, and we worship Jesus, and we open the Bible, and we ask the question, what does this book have to say about Jesus. And so this is what we do at the Salt Company. We preach the Bible. We believe that this book, the Bible, is the Word of God, and that when we open it and read it, God speaks to us. And so every time we gather, we're going to open this book, because you should not give a rip About what I say, or about what any pastor says to you, unless they can convince you that it's in this book. And if they can convince you it's in the book, you should trust your life with it. So every time we're gonna gather here at Salt, we're gonna open this Bible, which is what I'm gonna do here in a minute, and we're gonna ask God, teach us something about your son. And then we're gonna worship Jesus. And so that's the first thing we do. We're going to gather as a large group, but we don't just want to be an event with worship. We want to be a family that worships. You tracking with me? We don't just want to be an event with some, some cool worship music and a great band like Noah Brown singing. We want to be a family that worships. And so in order to do that, we have these things called connection groups. Okay, connection groups. This is the second thing we do. And those are smaller groups of eight to 12 to 15 people of the same sex that meet every week in and around campus in person to follow Jesus together, to ask questions, to engage our doubts about God and about the scriptures, to to walk through struggles together, to celebrate together. These are connection groups. That's the lifeblood of our ministry. You got to get into a connection group. That's where real friendships happen. That's where making memories happen, doing dumb stuff with people happens connection group that's where it happens as a matter of fact most of the groomsmen in my wedding were guys that I met at a connection group type thing okay we we did some dumb stuff made some memories and and all of them became groomsmen in my wedding except for my brother I didn't meet him in a college ministry I met him in the womb anyways you got to get into a connection group. After this, we're going to give you a chance to go ahead and jump into one of those groups. And so those are the two things that we do here at Salt Company. We gather as a big group and we gather as small groups. Those are the two things. We, we do other things. We've got a fall retreat that's really great and, and a spring conference. We uh, go to bonfires and play volleyball, all that jazz. But the two things that we do primarily are gathering to worship Jesus. Okay. That's who we are, and that's most of what we do. Now, now, where are we headed? Like with COVID and the restrictions and all those things, where, where is Salt Company headed this fall? Well, a lot of people have been asking that question, and the first thing I want you to hear from me is that the Salt Company, regardless of a pandemic, is still happening, because we are a community of believers and the salt company will always be a place that you, even you could come and welcome and connect with others and connect with the Lord. That's not gonna gonna stop unless the Lord's done using us here at Michigan State. Now, with that being said, for now, we are actually pressing pause On our Thursday night gatherings, like the big group gatherings, like after tonight, we're actually pressing pause on our Thursday night worship gatherings. Now, here's why we believe that is a good and wise thing, because we are still gathering on Sunday evenings as part of the Commons Church. We're still going to be gathering in person, opening the Bible, worshiping Jesus and asking him questions about jesus we're still going to have connection groups that meet based off our sunday messages and, and so for the most part salt company still headed in the same direction that's the only big change now briefly i want to talk to people who drove in okay raise your hand if you actually drove in from out of town to be here who who drove in okay qu- quite a few people actually drove in to be a part oh yes welcome them Guys, welcome to the Salt Company. We're so glad that you drove in. Now, you might be asking the question like, how can I be involved? Well, first, I want to say this. You can absolutely be involved with the Salt Company this fall. Okay, we're going to have different opportunities that you can jump into, different Zoom groups. Raise your hand if you love Zoom. Nobody loves Zoom, but we're going to have Zoom groups for you to jump into. We're going to do different events around the state of Michigan and, and events even here that we'll invite you guys into. And, and so as we do connection group signups later, we'll actually have a place uh, for you to also sign up to join what God is doing here at the Salt Company. And so, so that's where we're headed. Uh, that's, that's an introduction to Salt Company. But the best way for me to finish introducing who we are is to actually just do what we do. And that's open this book and ask the question, God, who is this man, Jesus Christ? And so if you have a Bible, go ahead and grab that and turn to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13. If you've got a phone, go ahead and open that to Matthew chapter 13. We're going to be looking at one of my favorite verses tonight. Just one verse. Okay, we're not going to go long. We're not going to read a lot. But there's just one verse that I want to show you in this book. It's one of my favorite verses. Matthew 13, verse 44. And as you're turning there, I want to tell you a little bit about myself. So one of my favorite, like, types of stories or movies to watch is treasure hunting. You guys know what I'm talking about, like, treasure hunting movies. Anybody, like, National Treasure. You guys know what movie I'm talking about? Nicolas Cage. Yeah, Nicolas Cage. Okay, number one, why does everybody hate Nicolas Cage? You guys know this? Google, why does everybody hate Nicolas Cage? Those movies are great. Okay, treasure hunting movies, like Holes. You guys seen the movie Holes? Shia LaBeouf, love Holes. My wife and I, this summer, we actually watched a, a TV show called uh, Outer Banks. Anybody seen Outer Banks? It's a good show. Had to, We had to skip a couple scenes, but that's a good show about about treasure hunting. Anyways, there's, there's something about treasure hunting that just resonates with my heart. And I think it resonates with a lot of people. There's something about finding a treasure that is so valuable that just resonates with our hearts. It's like oddly satisfying. And Jesus here in Matthew 13 is gonna tell a story about a man who finds a treasure. Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Jesus says this, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure, hidden in a field, which a man found and and covered up. And then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has, and he buys that field. And so that's the verse. And, And Jesus, he's teaching here, and he shares this parable or a story. And he's trying to teach his followers about the kingdom of heaven. And he says, it's like a treasure and he's going to use this parable and it's not very complicated. He says the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, or in other words, Jesus reigning over our hearts, this kingdom that he invites us into, it's like treasure, okay? This treasure that's in this field. And then all of a sudden you've got this man who comes into this field and and he finds it. and, And the text isn't like he's Nicolas Cage or Shia LaBeouf digging for holes. No, he just comes upon it. Okay, the, the text says he just finds it. And so he finds his treasure and he sees it. And he's so struck by the value and the beauty of that treasure, so jazzed that he runs. And he sells everything he has, okay? He has a garage sale with everything he owns. Like he's selling the farm, he's selling the cars, he's selling everything expensive. He's selling his wife's Lululemon clothes. He's selling his MacBook. He's selling everything he owns so that he can go and buy this field because there's a treasure in that field that's worth losing all of that. And that is the point of that parable. And what Jesus is telling them is that the kingdom of heaven is so valuable so worth it that if you had to lose everything to get it you would like that's a good trade-off to lose everything to get this treasure would be worth it now why is that one of my favorite verses in the bible because here's the deal i grew up in the church Okay, my my grandpa is a pastor. I was at church every Sunday, every Wednesday. Like, I was supposed to follow Jesus. Like, I grew up knowing to follow Jesus. And for me, growing up as a young kid, following Jesus wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to do, but it was something I should do. You track with me? Like, it wasn't necessarily something I wanted to do, but I knew I had to. And so I'm growing up, man, like trying to follow Jesus. And, and then I'm growing up and my friends are out doing fun things. Like they're, they're going out having fun and doing the things, but I had to follow Jesus. And to me, this, this like choice in my heart started to arise. And the choice was this. I either had to follow Jesus or be happy. I, that was the choice. Follow Jesus or go have a good time and be happy. And that was the choice that I saw in front of me because Jesus to me wasn't like a treasure. Okay, The kingdom of heaven, that was like a plate of Brussels sprouts, like that a man found and forced against his will had to eat it or burn in hell. Like, that's what I thought. The kingdom of heaven was like Brussels sprouts, bro. And I wanted chocolate because Jesus was here. But but fun was over here. Like my life chasing fun was over here. And so I tried to find happiness and joy in all these places like success and girls and sports and I thought that was the treasure map to joy and so that's what I did for most of my life I thought there was this choice choosing between Jesus and fun but I'd rather chase fun and here's the deal I don't know a lot of you here tonight but I do know this is true about you all of you are searching for something something that would bring you joy All of you here are on a a life pursuit of finding something that's gonna bring you joy, something that's gonna bring you happiness. You're all treasure hunting. You're trying to find something that's gonna bring you eternal joy. And maybe you're like me, okay? Maybe it's like success and achievement and, and getting rich and doing that, okay? But maybe that's not your vice. Maybe your treasure is like acceptance being approved by your parents and you think, man, if you could just get acceptance, that's going to bring you eternal joy. But maybe it's not that for you. Maybe it's stuff. Okay, Maybe it's that next purchase or maybe it's a new car or a new phone or, or maybe it's influence or maybe it's relationships. Some of you are like, man, if I could just go on a date, that would be the treasure of a lifetime. For some of you, it's not that. Maybe it's drugs, your next escape, your next high, your partying, all of these things that you think are going to lead to joy. The question is not, are you searching for something? The question is, what are you searching for? The question is, where are you searching? Where are you searching for joy? Because all of you, man, are looking for something. You're just like Nicolas Cage, bro. Okay, you're looking for treasure. You're doing everything you can to find happiness, to find joy. And you're going to bend over backwards, jump through hoops, okay, steal the Declaration of Independence. You're going to find your treasure. But here's the hard truth I want you to hear tonight. None of those things, none of them, are actually going to lead to eternal joy. None of those things can hold the weight of a life pursuit of joy. You're going you're to live your life searching for happiness in those places, only to realize that happiness is not found in those places. It's going to be a treasure chest that is empty, or you'll never find it. And it's going to leave you empty and lonely and unsatisfied. But the good news of the Bible, okay, the good news of this parable is that there is a treasure. Okay, there is a treasure. A treasure that is so good that if you found that treasure, you would give up everything just to trade for it. And here's what I want you to know about the Bible. The thing that I've learned about Christianity is this. It's not just believing a truth. It's finding a treasure. Okay, and that treasure is jesus okay here at the salt company we are a group of people who have found jesus and he isn't just a plate of brussels sprouts okay he is so much better than that okay he is our treasure. In Jesus, we have found something worth losing everything for. And just like the man in the story who went and in his joy, sold everything that he had. If we had to lose everything to choose Jesus, we would still choose Jesus. Okay, we would lose everything. Our friends, what the world says is cool, popularity. We would give up all of those things if it meant we could get Jesus. We hold our our plans loosely, our money loosely, our five-year plans loosely and say, God, do what you want with our lives. We'll give it all up if it means we get Jesus. That's what we found here at the Salt Company. We have found a man who is worth giving everything for and it's a good deal. Okay, It's a good deal. To give up everything and get Jesus in return is a good deal. The thing I want you to hear tonight is joy, happiness is not something based on future circumstance, but it's something buried at your feet today. Something that you can have today in Jesus. True happiness, true joy, true freedom is only found in Jesus. Listen, you don't have to choose between being happy and following Jesus. They're one and the same. True happiness is found in following Jesus. That's what I want you to know. And so here's the deal. If I were you, I'd be asking this question. Zach, that's like, what's, what's the catch? Like you're talking about Jesus being valuable in this treasure, but what's the point? Like, why do you love Jesus so much? That's a big claim that you would give up everything to follow Jesus. Why would you do that? It's a big claim and it's true. That is a big claim. But here's what I want you to know about why we love Jesus so much. Because he loved us first. He loved us first. The Bible says this. This is the story of the Bible. That all of us in here are sinners. Okay, we're all broken. All of us have made mistakes in our lives that have separated, from, separated us from God. We've all turned away from the God who created us. And that rebellion against God has amounted a debt. Okay, it's cost a lot. It is a high price. The debt that we have for rebelling against the God who created us, you've got a debt. All of us have a debt against God that's more than all the student debt in the world combined. Okay, this is a debt that you cannot pay because there's not enough money in the world to pay off your debt against God. There's not enough good works for you to do. There's not enough Sundays in a year for you to go and worship him. This is a debt that you cannot pay and and apart from Jesus, we are without hope. But the good news of the Bible is that God did not abandon us. That while we were still sinning, He sent Jesus to die for us. That he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to live a perfect life on this earth. A perfect life. He never went treasure hunting for the things of this world. He lived a perfect life. And then he died on a Roman torture device that we call the cross. And then three days later, we actually believe he rose from the dead. We believe that. That Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And because he did that, our sin, that debt that we owed against God is paid for. It's paid in full. Jesus paid for it all. That is why we think Jesus is so incredible. That's why he's our treasure. He's not just our savior. He's not just our Lord. He is our treasure, the person that we would give up everything for because of what he's done for us. And here's the deal about this treasure. It's not something that you earn. It's something that's given to you. Okay, it's not something that you deserve, but it's just something that's given to you. You have been given a treasure in Jesus that lasts a lifetime. It never runs out. That's the good news of the Bible. That's why Salt Company exists, to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And so here's what I want from you. I I know a lot of you out here, man, you've heard that story. Okay, you've heard the story of Jesus, but you're like a vending machine. Okay, you guys know a vending machine when you put the quarters in the top, but it doesn't quite sink down to the bottom, like it doesn't go per clunk. You guys know what I'm talking about? Well, a lot of you, you've got the truth of Jesus in your head. Okay, you know the truth of Jesus, the stories of Jesus. Yeah, he he rose from the dead. He died on the cross. It's here, but it doesn't sink down deep into your bones. It doesn't get down into your heart. It doesn't go per clunk. Well, my hope tonight is this. Simply, that every time you come to Salt Company or to the Commons, it will serve as a spiritual whack to the head and that the truths of Jesus would sink so deep into your bones that you wouldn't just believe the truth, but you would you would follow a person, Jesus. Because Christianity, it's not just about knowing truth. It's about knowing a person. And that's what we want for you tonight. I want you to leave here knowing, man, there is a Savior, Jesus, who is so incredible, so great, that I would lose everything for him. And so come to Jesus. Stop chasing the things of the world. In Jesus, we have a treasure that's so much better. Let me pray for us, and then, and then we'll sing.